Welcome to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, the number one Game of Thrones podcast in the realm for people who party like Tyrion and slay like Daenerys, brought to you by Grand X Media. I'm Ross Bolin here in the Grand X Media studio with Veronica Rook. What's up? And Barrett Dudley. You have to uh, you have to brown the butter before you make the hot pie. That's, that's what I hear. That's the key. Arya didn't do Mo- that. Most people Last don't time she take made a the pie. time to do it because it takes too long. That's That's how you make a great hot pie. Making a great hot pie is an art. Yeah. Really. Welcome to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our special guest this week is Joe Nullet, head Speaking. of marketing and branding here at Grand X. Speaking of hot pies, I'm back, guys. You're a hot pie, is that what you're saying? I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. It sounded better in my head. Before we get into it, our Instagram account is at Oysters, Clams, Cockles. It's great. It's, it's real great, in my opinion, as the person who's putting up the stuff. Uh, it's over 5,000 followers now, which is... Which is pretty good. About to be more than, about to be more than me. Yeah. Go follow me too if you want. No. Veronica Rock. No. Well, <laughs> follow Oysters, Clams, Cockles first. Uh, our Twitter account is at Clams and Cockles. Just as a reminder, we're going to be back on Thursday again with a second episode that is revolves around our our listener voicemails. Our voicemail number is eight six six four three Clams. That's our hotline. You can also email us, oystersclamsandcockles at gmail.com. Tweet at us uh, your questions, theories. Uh, we're we're going to get as much in as we can on those Thursday episodes to further dissect, you know, where the show is going. Um, let's jump right into it. This week we're going to start in Dragonstone. The episode is titled Stormborn. Uh, it was a little... I was wondering how they were going to tie this in because the first episode of this season was also named... Dragonstone. Dragonstone. Which is a Danny name. Yeah. Um, but they really, they really, the, the show opened with that explanation that, you know, Danny was born on a night with a crazy ass storm. Right. And that's why she's called Daenerys Stormborn, which I'm going to be honest and uh, throw myself under the bus here. That's not something I knew. Really? No. How? You have to be shitting me. Well, Swear to God. Didn't what, know. What did you think Stormborn meant? Yeah. I just always thought it sounded tight and never <laughs> asked any questions. <laughs> and I read all the books and I still didn't know. So I'm, you That's know, yeah. Silly. It's easy to lose it in all of her other titles though, you know. So. But I feel like that's a for, titles, I feel like titles, season titles. one, I kind of thought that was her last name for a bit. Like See, I didn't know the difference. To some people. Right. But that was years ago. I have since figured it out. <laughs> I just, as a man of the people am letting other people who might not have known this know, you weren't alone. I'm also an idiot. Uh, from the get-go in this scene, though, Danny is is in a I would just say a foul mood. Mm-hmm. Mm, sure. N- not the friendliest Danny ver- version of herself. It's like rain on her uh, homecoming day. You know, she wasn't feeling great about <laughs> it. Sure, she <laughs> fries Varys. Uh, I mean, obviously, he has been a valuable part of what she's put together thus far in getting. You know the the sand snakes and getting mm-hmm. 
the Mar- the uh, Tyrell the Tyrells over to her side, but she chooses this as the opportunity to really test his loyalty and his intentions. So why why now? That is a question that really? I have yeah. as well. Like well, this probably because she really got what she wanted random. out of him. I did. Yeah, I thought it. I've said this about her before. Sometimes I think she's a little bit like. Uh, no, whiny's wrong, but like spoiled a little. She was like, a little bitchy. Just, yeah, just. Well, I think you're they going I, a little I, too hard, uh, and you, I I think what they like to throw at us is the possibility that Daenerys is more like her father than yeah. she lets on. This mm-hmm. is the most we've seen her like her father thus far. Yeah, like this is like little tiny little Mad King illusions, basically. Yeah, they've been playing that up more and more. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, 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 you know, it, whether it's misdirection or not, like it's, you know, I, th- I think it definitely kind of achieves the goal of kind of making you wonder and question, is she the right ruler for the realm? How nice is she going to be? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, although Elena even tells her that, or that was her who said it, right? Like you're not supposed to be nice. You're supposed to be a little scary. So, well, she says, yeah, Elena and her have a little meeting after the meeting. I didn't mean to jump ahead. No, you're, you're, that's totally fine. Um, where she says, she basically calls out Tyrion a little. She says, he's a clever man in your hand. I've known a great many clever men. I've outlived them all. You know why? I ignored them. The lords of Westeros are sheep. Are you a sheep? No, you're a dragon. Be a dragon. So she's basically encouraging her to not necessarily take all of this advice from her advisors, which is... I did not like that. I did not like I that either. I did not either. Like, and I think she's wrong. I feel like Olena's outlived everybody because she's not a man and she's not being in war. It's wartime and that's why all the men are dead. Well, you right got you to gotta think about like, what she's feeling like though right now. Like, yeah, she's pissed. She, everything, True. everyone she knew just like went up in flames. Yeah, yeah. Like she, if anything, like she's got Mad King vibes more than anything because she's just on hell bent on. So why take her advice though if you're Danny? Like I'd be like, I, you know, I'd, I'd listen to her or whatever. I wouldn't be rude to her because respect right. your elders and all that. But Alana <laughs> lost everything. Right. right. She's in no position to give anybody advice. I think Danny kind of knows that. I think she was like noted. I'm gonna do me, but like, thanks. Yeah. Well, to get back right, really quickly, in, I mean, yeah. In the aftermath of the episode, though, that those those words ring pretty true. Are gonna <laughs> ring real true because now she's yeah. not gonna have. Now she doesn't really have a choice. Right. Right. Like, I mean, sure. All signs are pointing to her having to leverage her her trump cards, basically. Um, yeah. At this point, so. So to get back to Varys getting fried, though, she basically, Danny calls out all of his past. So she's very informed on all the things he's done over the years, including being the one responsible for hiring assassins at the behest of Robert Baratheon to have her killed, which is something she's, you know, rightfully upset about. And uh, she says she makes him, first of all, he does a wonderful job of responding, Varys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, mm-hmm. his... You can tell he's a little shook as he's getting called out, but his response to her is great. He he points out he's that he his loyalty lies with the people, right? With no king or queen. And he said that before. Yes, but never did Danny. He's uh, what did he say? Like I'm faithful to the or I serve the realm. He serves the realm. That's what right. he said. And she he gives her his backstory. His you know that he lived in the gutter. He came from nothing. 
Um, but she makes him swear, swear this to me, Varys. If you ever think I'm failing the people, you won't conspire behind my back. You'll look me in the eyes as, as you've done today and tell me how I'm failing them. And he says, I swear it, my queen. And her response is another, a little bit mad kingy, where she says, and I swear this, if you ever betray me, I'll burn you alive. But I feel like she, uh, I don't know, it's kind of just like crazy girlfriend vibes, that whole thing to me. Like, she's like, been holding on to this until she got what she wanted out of him. And then she's like, and another thing, you try to kill me and do all this shit, like, Whatever, she held on to it, but I think, and then she's just trying to be scary, like, cool, now that you're going to do what I want, and I just won this fight, I'll fuck you up if you do it again. Like, <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like that's all that was. I Like, I don't think it was that mad kingy. I think it was just, like, a girl. Well, it was just the way she phrased some of it. But yeah, yeah. And also I mean, the whole burning you alive thing. Yeah, that, Whatever. Yeah. That's all she does is burn people. <laughs> she's done it before. Yeah, yeah, she has. Yeah, I don't know. All in all, thought Varys handled it as well as he could have. Um, he's got to be on his toes a little, I think, now. But I think they both accomplished what they needed to accomplish with that conversation. I don't think he's a liar, though. So I don't think he really has to be on his toes. He just has to, like, do well, what he wants. Like, you know. But what if he has to look her in the eye and tell her she's failing the people? Like, that's not necessarily a position. I don't think he's, like, afraid of death, though. Well, he even mm-hmm. says in this point, so, at, at this part, he's I'm like, saying. "If you don't believe me, go ahead and have Grey Worm cut my head off right now." Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why I think, like, if he has to do it, that I think he he will. And if, if she doesn't heed his advice, then well, he, all he this would... ends up mattering a lot more as the episode unfolds. Yeah, um, so we can get to, get to it a little bit more down the line. But the other thing that happens in Dragonstone is Melisandre shows up. Fuck that bitch. Uh, <laughs> It turns out this was very funny. The the prince who was promised might actually be the prince or princess who was promised. It's a matter of translation. I hated that line. As Masande points out, Tyrion has the funny line where he says, doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? This is an interesting development after years of talking about the I prince who was promised. I feel like that's too convenient just to like throw us off the scent. Oh, I don't know. it could be a princess. I, 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 I never was like burdened by the fact that that it was a prince sure like it could always have been a girl to me like that mm-hmm. that was just a matter of semantics i thought yeah, yeah. this felt a little silly i think uh, new, a- new age of you barrett like just gender is <laughs> yeah 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 i don't i don't see gender um <laughs> gender fluid but yeah i mean it was it was it was kind of i feel like they could have they could have just ended it at like uh, that word doesn't have a gender or something, and like, yeah, like ham, ham fisted, and just be like, yeah, the prince or princess that is promised. Like, just, yeah, it sounds, it sounds. I felt cheesy. like it was too like, get it, everyone. Like, you were wrong the whole time. It could be right. a girl. It was too much. Mostly, what I got out of this scene is just how like you know intelligent and cool Miss Hyundai was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's just like really a cool person and, and super badass. She, I've always yeah, said that about I, I, her. That's why, and that's why I like her so much, not for any other reasons. Yeah, she's really growing on me. Nothing to do with what she looks like naked. Was she, did she get naked in this did episode? Did she? I didn't notice. I didn't was either. that her? Yeah, I don't know. No, but I'd say Miss I respected. I respect her translation skills and her intelligence, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and, or Melisandre informs everyone that Jon Snow is king of the north and uh, urges Danny to summon him 
what I got a lot of feedback from listeners about on Twitter was that how did Tyrion not know already? How did they not know that Jon Snow was king in the north already? And I think this is a great question. This is going to come up a lot. It's it's the matter of us having to really suspend disbelief and just let it happen, man. Because these timelines, I don't think they match up necessarily the yeah, way Yeah, they might not necessarily be concurrent. Right. Yeah. So yeah. just let it let it go. Don't we don't we don't get the answer to all these questions because if we did, it would take too long. There's too many scenes we would have to see. Mhm. Just roll with that shit. Uh, but Danny's response, all in all, is tell Jon Snow that his queen invites him to come to Dragonstone and bend the knee. Like, okay, calm down. He wasn't already being defiant. Like, yeah. She needs to chill. She, she yeah. needs to chill. Like, maybe just like come and meet with him. And also, then- she said that she was going to break the wheel. Remember that? Remember yeah. She right. was like, I'm not trying to, what she's like, I'm not trying to. Sp- spin the wheel or whatever. Right. No, I'm not trying to stop the wheel. I'm not trying to stop the wheel. I'm trying, I'm trying to, break to break the, the wheel. wheel. But now she's over here doing the same shit. Like, oh yeah, everybody's gonna come bend the knee. Like bending the knee is the stupidest shit ever. Isn't that? It's basically Tyrion's advice, though. Like, exactly what we were just talking about that Olena was going against. It's like, get your allies. Like, make you make your friends. Like, right, do this strategic right. assault and well, ignore the fact you've got three fucking dragons. Nobody can do shit about. Yeah, but I don't think that like you know telling this guy to get down here and bend his knee is is like being nice and allyish. No, that's true. Yeah, we'll it s- seems. A I little think it was well, stupid. Ho- they could have just talked. We'll, we'll get. Yeah, we'll get to it later. But it didn't sound like uh, Tyrion's actual letter to John sounded like what she said. Oh uh, no. Well, because he knew how he had to write that. Thing, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. 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 It was. Ch- it was more charming, as Davos put it. Yes. Yeah. With a with a mention of dragons and uh, an army of unsullied, a, ca- a casual mention. Yeah, yes. a casual <laughs> mention. Um, John and Davos are going to be headed to Dragonstone, so we're gonna we'll touch on this since we're in Dragonstone. How will the reset the the reunion between John and Davos and Melisandre go down? Oh God, I want her dead. I hate Melisandre. Like she, I think she's my number one hated in this entire series. Really? I that is her. that is amazing. I know. Wait. I know. What? Melisandre, Melis- you're n- on number one, number on, your one. Sh- on your shit list. Yes. There's no one else. Yes. She, yes, she's my number one. Might be forgetting about a certain pirate. No, I hate her more. Okay. What's your reason? I think it, through the whole series, like more than Joffrey, okay. more than Ramsay, I hate Melisandre. You just find her to be annoying? I, ju- I just think she's an evil witch who killed the princess for no that once she did that i was like fuck this fuck you ramsey killed her. a baby a yeah, baby i know but we don't rape. know we don't know who that baby was gonna be like the princess a person. was very kind and like she had this like she, i don't know no i, just I mean you, you cannot make this argument by like listing sins because melisandre yeah, does not uh, lose that okay, battle you're right but i just i don't know i just hate her the most she just like feels the most evil to me I, I respect your right to an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are biased because you, you've seen her Because they're way eviler people, yeah. Yeah, we've also no. seen her elderly boobies, and they weren't fantastic. Yeah, but that was like once. Yeah. It was really quick. Biggest scene in this episode that didn't involve violence was Masande visiting Grey Worm in his chambers. Uh, oh. Grey Worm reveals his feelings, which we have w- they've been hinted to many, many times throughout the series for Masande explains to her in a really powerful little monologue that she is his weakness 
that he has fear, which he never had before in his entire life because of his feelings for her. Basically, that he would fear death because he doesn't want to be without her. Um, which I loved, I almost cried during this scene. Results in a very passionate kiss and then our first nudity of the season, uh, which it was, let's just say, about as good a nudity as you can get. It kind of ruins all other potential nudity, I would say. I don't think anybody's going to beat her. No. It was, uh, anyway, she gets naked. She starts to strip him down. Grey Worm's a little bit hesitant to let her see his nub, I guess <laughs> we can call it. Ew. Whatever uh, he's got down there. Hey. No, we saw a bit of it from a side angle. It was like a, yeah. It was nubby. I, it was a weird. It's like a bump. Oh, like I how, missed that. Oh, it, yeah. It was very, very subtle. But like, was it how, when he goes to the bed? Yeah. 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 But how much, like, what percent of you thought you were going to see this unsullied nub? I didn't think I was going to no, see no it. No, no way. Oh, I was about 70% that we were going to get I th- a close-up. I thought, I thought that's what was going to happen. Oh, really? The camera work, like, they weren't yeah. they weren't being Dude, you know, shy the about it. was about yeah. six inches behind his ass at one yeah. point. Yeah. I thought, I thought we were going to get full frontal to, like, balance out the... Uh, that's right. That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe this will be a moment where they what try to show us... What would it have looked like? That's what we still don't know the answer. Google it. We do though, sort of. The ass on Grey Worm just wouldn't quit either. Holy, good for him, man. (laughs) That guy, that guy hits the squat rack. He works out for sure. Uh, They have a little scene where he like climbs on top of her in the bed, and uh, I was kind of like wondering, how's this gonna go? Are we gonna? Is this gonna like be a scissoring situation Mm -hmm. or? But then he just full on goes down on her. Yeah, smart move, Grey Worm. Seemed like he's maybe been there before. I'm gonna be honest. It he did, just it knew did, right he, what to do. I, th- I, that actually crossed my mind as well. I was like, he really is like for somebody that maybe hasn't had all that many sexual experiences. He seems to know what he's doing. Well, yeah, I didn't, yeah. didn't Jon Snow invent going John's, down on women? Yeah, he did. Like uh, in season like mm-hmm. two or three. Yeah. Sure <laughs> I don't know how it got down got down to him so fast, but word spreads. <laughs> he's had a lot. Everybody of was <laughs> like, people, <laughs> the word people spreads. they like this. He's had a lot of time to think about it though. <laughs> You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he, memes, he, memes come true. And that meme came true. Yeah, the "Hey girl, I've still got a tongue" meme, which is now an all-time Game of Thrones meme because it came true. I love that scene so much. Also, I really respected Masande also doing little crazy girlfriend moves, like forcing him to say his feelings. Who knows? Is this like little stone cold, like <laughs> emotionless? And he's like, she's like, why don't you want to say goodbye to me? And he's like, C- come on, like. You oh, know, you know, you know. You know why. And she's like, no, tell yeah. me why. <laughs> yep. Tell me. I, I want to like, hear I like you that say too. it. She yeah. very clearly wanted to make sure that they got their moment before he left and possibly dies. Yeah. Which Almost definitely going to happen, right? Now, because we've had this encounter sexually and they've got, they've gotten to express their feelings for each other, I think Grey Worm's odds of survival have dropped significantly. Yeah. I hope he's not on your fantasy team. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, I almost, I seriously almost cried during that scene. I was like, Well, now, well, now he's got fear. He's not even like a badass fighter anymore. No, he still is a badass fighter. But he's got fear. He's just in love. Well, now that he's been there, maybe a little less fear, though. True. Because he got, the, you know. Or more. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you can help support this podcast by supporting our sponsor, Man Outfitters at manoutfitters.com. We've got great gear and accessories from all the top brands, including Patagonia, Sperry, Ruka, Yeti. Many more. We've got Joe here, who is probably the best person to talk to about this sort of thing, as he's responsible for marketing all of it. And Barrett, are there any are there any particular products you guys want to touch on? Well, I just want to clear up that Man Outfitters is a online destination where you will shop for 
the best men's clothing and men's accessories in the market currently. Right. So we've gone through the best brands and curated their best products into that, one spot. That's correct. It's like and it's like going th- instead of going through ten stores at the mall. It's like getting the things you actually like from those ten stores, putting them in one store, and letting you come in in your underwear and it being okay. Yeah, it's a lot easier, and you can use the promo code Dragon, singular, singular, just, just yes. one dragon, one dragon to save ten percent off on your entire order right now. You can also check out our favorite personal items at manoutfitters.com/occ. Uh, are there some other deals this week that we should know about? Just just a lot of new stuff coming in. Uh, kind of the fall season gears getting rolling. Never too early to stock up on what you're going to wear when the weather gets a little colder. Uh, new Patagonia in Prepare particular. for winter. Yeah, and if, win- you, and winter if you want to see the stuff, like Ross said, if you want to see the stuff that we're feeling the most right now, what you do is you go to www.manoutfitters.com slash OCC and then you just scroll down the page and you click on each one of the items and then you pick your size and then you put it in your basket because you're going to buy all of them and then use promo code DRAGON for 10% off. Dragon. Yeah, that's pretty much that's, it. That's pretty much it. Shouts to Man Outfitters. It, man Out... It's... Micah says it's lit. Uh, <laughs> man Outfitters, it's a huge part of what we do here at Grand X. Manoutfitters.com slash OCC. Dragon. Do it. Do it to it. Uh, let's go to Winterfell. Let's. We might as well, huh? With John... Sansa, Littlefinger, Davos. John gets an invitation from Tyrion, which we've already referenced, to come to Dragonstone and meet Danny. Everybody is a little more hesitant than I thought they would be about this. Sansa says it's way too risky. Davos agrees it's too risky. But then Davos also points out that dragons breathe fire and fire kills whites. Is this the first time we've ever heard anybody refer to them as whites? Yes. Because that oh. really, yeah, it hit me. I was like, hey, that's a book term for yep. those who are not familiar with oh, it. Oh, didn't, didn't even realize in, that. In the book, there is a distinct difference between white walkers and whites. Uh, and this is the first time I've ever heard him. Now, he might just be calling them like a shorthand version of whites, W-H-I-T-E-S. Right, right. In the book, it's W-I-G-H-T-S for the different version. Uh, all in all, though, that just struck me as a little, as a little you know, nugget for book readers. Um, later in the episode, John gets another raven. It's the one from Sam, who did know that John was in Winterfell, as we previously discussed. Was this raven going to go to the right place? Yes. Sam has enough information to know where to send that raven. Um, telling him about the Mountain of Dragonglass under Dragonstone, which spurs this meeting that John has with all of his people, all of his lords and ladies of the North. Again... A conversation he should have had with Sansa yeah, beforehand. Why, yeah, why Why is he not getting this? Yeah. <laughs> Go have these conversations with your council and then and present then, the decision yeah. to your followers. Yeah, I blame both of them, but mostly uh, wh- John. Wh- how? How both of them? Because do you really think they didn't talk about it at all before that meeting? It is he just did, not, feels like. did not look like they talked He's about it. He's just a bad CEO. Sansa's sitting there like a, like about to say something like six different times and then she's just like, what the fuck, John? Like... He, she did not know. Okay, I got, I, I got a, I got a voice of complaint here. Go for Do it. it. This is like the second or third time that Jon Snow has had to stand up and like give a meaningful speech about how badly they need they need dragon glass, and every time it just sounds like the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> like it reminds me of like an Avatar when they keep talking about how badly they need the unobtainium. 
<laughs> okay, Unobtainium's a much worse name. It's just like, we have to have the dragon glass to make the dragon glass weapons. Right. <laughs> it's like, what are you t- what are you talking about? Like, it just, the whole concept is just, I don't know, it just sounds so silly when he keeps talking about it. Like, we have to go mine the dragon glass to make the dragon glass weapons. <laughs> Daggers and... In Dragonstone. Arrowheads and like, yeah, it just, I don't know, I just... It did not hit me that way. No, it doesn't hit y'all that way? Well, I think like everything is already like there's dragons and zombies and like ice zombies. I just feel like it's already a little Him talking about the dragon, mining the dragon glass is just, It takes you out of it. It reminds you it's fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not even, he's not even like whipping up the troops to go into battle. He's whipping up the troops to go mine dragon glass so that they can make dragon glass weapons. Well, one correction from last week, we made fun of him for referencing drilling. Uh, he was like, we're going to drill, and I kind of made fun of it because I thought he meant drilling for dragon glass. Yeah. He meant drilling for battle. Yes. <laughs> Training yeah. people. So that's that's on me. I apologize to Jon Snow for that one. My bad. Because I, I was picturing all these people with spears and, uh, and like shovels, like... Poking the mountain? Yeah, like trying to break, you know, snow or, or ice, whatever. Anyway, uh, the funniest part of this scene to me, or the only funny thing really, was Littlefinger is still in this back corner where I I don't know if he moves from this spot where he sits (laughs) ominously and judges every meeting and they just, they show him a couple times in every single one of these meetings to remind you that he's just back there like, yes. Usually right after Sansa talks. Right. Or voices dissent. Oh, is it right after that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, and remember this guy. He's still He's the one st- trying to fuck all this up. Still creepy. Yeah. He's so creepy. Uh, so Sansa and John get into another open disagreement in front of everyone. Veronica, to your point, again, it's like, come on, guys. Get, get on the same page. Yeah. But this time, all of the other lords back Sansa, including little lady Lyanna Mormont, which John's got to be a little upset mm-hmm. about at first. But this whole thing gets revolved, uh, resolved. Sorry. When Santa says you're abandoning your people, you're abandoning your home, and he says I'm leaving both in good hands, her hands. I mean, that seems obvious that, that was going to happen, don't you think? I did. Yeah. I'm not sure why she didn't think that was probably <laughs> what was going to happen. Yeah. But he should have. But he should have told her before. Again, yes. Right. Okay. Fair. All right. I I changed my my vote <laughs> from earlier. This was all John's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get this great scene with Jon Snow below Winterfell where they keep all their statues of the dead. It's the, what do they call it? The crypt. crypt. The crypt. The Stark Crypt. Uh, first of all, Littlefinger's not supposed to be down there, which John is very quick to point out to him. Then we get this kind of, what I was waiting for, which is John expressing the fact that he does not trust Littlefinger, does not like Littlefinger, and chokes him up against a wall after Littlefinger tells him that he's in love with his sister. I don't really get where all the anger came from there. Did you guys have any thoughts on like, because he tells him like, I used to love your mother, now I love your sister, and John's facing away from him just kind of stewing, and you can see the anger like building inside of him. Is it just because he knows Littlefinger's a scumbag? I think that's what I thought. I didn't think anything. No, I'm c- more I'm kind of with it. you. I, I th- he, he it felt like m- maybe a bit of an overreaction. I guess he I, but I guess he knows that Littlefinger is like a schemer. And he's like basically was like 
yo, I'm mean, the guy who was your sister. Right. And then he right. that's when that's what took him there. Yeah. Does he know does he know Littlefinger like orchestrated Ned? Ned Stark. I don't no. think he does. I don't yeah. think anybody. No, because even that. he was like, Oh, it was a sad day when right. he died. Yeah. I was so sad. Which about makes it. him being there like even more right. like, fucked well, up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he totally schemed that. Um I guess Ned did the same thing, like choke slammed Littlefinger in like yeah. season one too. Yeah. Up against which, the whorehouse. Which doesn't doesn't make me feel feel too good doesn't bode super well for john's not Smell. not great no people who choke little fingers starks in particular uh it oh, hasn't gone one. well it has not gone well that choke scene with ned stark choking him ends with one of little fingers better lines where he's like stocks like <laughs> slow slow minds and quick tempers or oh, something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. whatever that line is that's a great. That's a great little finger imp- impression. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just do the rest of the podcast, and no, voice. yeah, I'm not going to try to do that. <laughs> so what's uh, what's little fingers play here? Because I think it's I, I, because he's hoping John gets got and then there's no, is a there, queen. There's like, that's no why way. He was there's no way that Sansa is just like, nope, not falling for your tricks. And Jon Snow comes back and like nothing terrible happens. Yeah, this is a this is a very you think serious. She's going to get. They keep bringing Tricks it up. Tricks by him again? She doesn't trust him. Something's going to happen. They keep bringing it up. It's like, why are you even still here? And it's like, yeah. yeah, we need your armies. But it's like, you know, really, why are you still here? Like, he's got to be a player somehow. Okay. okay. If nothing terrible happens, if if he's unsuccessful at driving the wedge in between Sansa and John, here's what's going to happen. He's going to take the Knights of the Vale to the other side. They're going to join Cersei. That would ah. suck. If he can't, if he can't get... Sansa to go along with whatever you know scheme that he wants to pull now that Jon Snow is is, is off in Dragonstone I think he just pulls his army I would rather that happen what I, I mean I, obviously well, I that's I the best case how, scenario here I can't see how Sansa would like flip against Jon like or, I know they're I don't they're, think she would they're yeah. pushing the open descent thing but like at the end of the day, like, what could Littlefinger possibly say to convince her? Well, so when John is riding away with Davos to head to Dragonstone, we get the scene where Littlefinger walks out after being choked, and he's still kind of, like, massaging his neck, like, God damn it. And Sansa is up at the, you know, elevated up there in that hallway that's on top of a little wall or whatever. And Littlefinger's staring up at her, and you can kind of just see that he knows this is his opportunity. Because John is gone, Sansa is now in charge of Winterfell. My first thought was maybe Littlefinger plots in some way to have John killed either on the way to Dragonstone or at Dragonstone, so that he never returns. Okay. Um, I just th- don't I, see John my, dying. I don't either, what? but that would be my play if I'm Littlefinger. Well, so Bran knows John's true parentage right yes yes yeah he what if he's like on his way to winterfell and like uh he is i think yeah yeah i I don't know where why you would say at the wall i mean what if what if his coming and announcing that is like something Littlefinger plays up like uh he's not even your brother sansa like he's targaryen he's probably like joining her against you right now or something like that yeah so they'd be half brother and sister who? No, they would be cousins. 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 Okay, cousins. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Wait, who? Yeah. John, 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 John would okay. be cousins. Daenerys is John's aunt. Right. Which is weird. It's not that weird. Oh yeah, especially, I, I especially when they bang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hadn't even thought weird. about that. You have? Yes, you have. We've talked about that. Have we? 
Hell yeah. Did she's his aunt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe it just didn't stick. Because it's... Who cares? I'm with you, Barrett. I, th- I hope I hope that's what happens, and he just joins the other side. He, that he just anything else, the, yeah. anything else would feel unbelievable, unless I, I something agree. crazy happened. Which well, your your point about about Bran though getting into the mix and, yeah. and maybe that co- creates the stir is is definitely possible too. So time will tell. Well, let's jump to King's Landing. Uh, Cersei is appealing to the Lords loyal to Elena Tyrell, including Sam Tarly's. Very lovely father, Lord Randall Tarley, and Sam's brother, Dickon. 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 Jamie, Jamie calls him Rickon, and he's like, Dickon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the worst name of all time. <laughs> Was that Wait, is there a, is, is there a Dickon Dickoff meme yet? <laughs> oh, oh, we better make it. Because make it right now. feels like we should make that if there's, if there's not. It's good that we'll have time between the podcast being released <laughs> and when we finish recording so that I can go make that real quick. But it might already exist. Uh, Cersei's basically trying to, to convince all these people, like, look, Daenerys is a Targaryen. She cannot be trusted. She's going to be insane and destroy the realm if she seizes the Iron Throne, which isn't a far-off argument. Many people are willing to buy that all Targaryens are insane. It also, you know what it made me question is I wonder how crazy the Mad King actually was versus the stories we hear about him. So that's, that is a popular like piece of lore, I believe. What? Is it the ma- is that perhaps the Mad King was not actually all that mad, and that it's all because what we've seen in the show is that a lot of these tales and reputations that people mm-hmm. of the past have aren't necessarily aren't, accurate, yeah, right? Because history is written by those who survive, not those who die. So then, then again, you did have like Viserys at the beginning of this episode talking about how he served the Mad King and was he in like straight up being like he was one of the cr- most the cruelest. Yeah, like, I feel like true. everybody. Ever, yeah, the Mad King so. was what they say. He roasted Ned's dad and brother. That's yeah. Oh true. yeah, that's true. like what? Yeah, that like helped kick off the war. So. I think that's a yeah. fact. I don't think there's any argument to that part. Okay, yeah, that's true. Good points. Good points. Um, Randall Tarley points out to Cersei that that look, this chick has three full-grown dragons, same as Aegon did when he conquered the Seven Kingdoms. How do you propose to stop them? To which former Maester Kyburn immediately chimes in, we're currently at work on a solution, my lord. That dude is the creepiest, best ex-Maester in the <laughs> yeah. show. There are several creep. I feel like most of the Maesters are like pretty creepy. But he's the creepiest. He's ex- the creepiest Pice- of the ex-Maesters. What is he's Pice- the only one we're aware of. Who I'm thinking, the old, old one. Yeah, right? he did. Yeah, he w- he was the creepiest of them all, I think. Well, because he was fake crippled and loved hookers. <laughs> oh, my God. He just, ugh. I just picture him, like, naked but underneath that robe. Oh, like, that's what disgusting. I kept picturing, too. I don't like, know why. I don't know why I either. Pictured. I always pictured just like, that. This was, uh, this was classic Cersei here. Um, you know, just wielding that xenophobia as best she could. Uh, and what I didn't even think about until afterwards is, like, is that the Lannisters and, you know, the mountain and and the Lannister army were known for for I mean coming in and like raping and pillaging basically right. Um, so they did all that same stuff, and now she's using that effectively to like turn the tide against. She'll burn the, the city down. The, the foreigners. Wait. You just blew Wait. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you what? Yeah. So it's it's I mean. 
do the people know that she did that or like what yeah. do they oh yeah think it wait didn't somebody mention it they mention it in hot pie and Arya's scene yeah everybody yeah. knows okay that she did that now everybody so what the fuck then yeah i don't i don't like how she's suddenly like able being able to rally all this support it didn't seem it like she rallied all that much support they were like 10 people in that room but that's her. where jamie came in afterwards talking because randall tarley is very clearly the most important piece of this puzzle for that they need tarley they need his army they need yeah. his support so jamie talks with him privately afterwards and he throws the xenophobia thing at him even harder yes he's like you can either fight with us or foreigners foreign savages and eunuchs yeah uh which knowing what we know about randall tarley seems like that would be a very effective argument he's a very old school guy like uh, like an old school Republican, if you will. Yeah. Like he's the way he treats Sam by him is enough to let you know pretty much everything you need to know about him. Um, Why is Jamie still like cool? I don't know. I'm really not liking that. This like that he's still shouldn't he be like a little more concerned with being around Cersei? Yeah. Like they kind of just like wrote it off in the first episode. It's like. Are you afraid of me? Should I be? Now just glazing over it. And now it's like, I'm fighting for your, I'm like rallying people for your side. It's just like, I'd I'd be kind of worried about. I mean, what else is he to do though? That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a whole lot of options. It's either try to help with his fan, like what he's got left, which is Cersei basically, and defending his, what he feels is his rightful, or her rightful throne and his rightful area and lifestyle. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, he he doesn't want to break like a uh, Kingsguard oath again. And sure, who maybe. else is gonna believe? Like, what's he gonna do? Like, write to Jon Snow and be like, "Can I come with you?" Like, <laughs> they're not gonna. Yeah, dude, but <laughs> like, it, they're not it, gonna it, believe him. It's also nice because so far all of this with Jamie is setting up for another heel turn for him. Yes. Where at some point I think we do see him and flip. So th- that's what another I, that, one. <laughs> that's what I was wondering though is, is kind of because of what Joe was saying about how he's just like suddenly like riding for Cersei. What you know? I'm trying to think of what could happen to like make him do another 180. No right. kids left. Well, here's the thing. So I don't. Jamie knows some of what's going on around Westeros. Mm-hmm. First of all, we know Jamie loves Tyrion regardless. Of how much fucked up shit Tyrion did since Jamie set him free. I d- did he I do just, all that much fucked up shit? Well, he murdered his dad, and then he now is rallying a massive army to come take <laughs> and kill him and his sister. So yeah, but he's I feel done like some it's not okay. in, ja- in Jamie's eyes. Fucked up shit. Oh, and Cersei is also convinced that he uh, helped kill Joffrey as well. Right, which we Jamie know. Jamie believes that. No, he I, doesn't. I don't know. We, which we know not to be not true. Right. Um. It's just interesting. I that'll be a huge, huge thing this season. Is where does Jamie end up? And so far, I like that they've set it up to where he kind of. It just feels like he's like mindlessly rolling with Cersei, trying right. to figure out exactly what the hell he's going to do long term. Right. This is a a great time to bring up my least favorite character of all time, who I hate more than any above all, beyond all, and that's Cersei. And you can go back and listen to pod, past podcasts. I have never been a Cersei apologist. I have always hated her. And Go listen to every other podcast to make sure that's true. <laughs> I, I also recommend you do that. <laughs> uh, and I'll just say that if and when, but I guess mostly if, Cersei gets her comeuppance, it will be by far like the most gratifying to date. I'll still be a little sad. I will too. I think she's like a good character. I don't like her. I'm not a Cersei apologist either. But well, oh. I feel like her character is still like interesting. To, I don't know. 
to touch on one more important thing before we get out of King's Landing, when Kyburn takes Cersei down below to where all of the dragon skulls oh. are stored, including Balerion the Dread, who's, my God, that is a large skull. Yes. Um, we haven't seen these since, what, season one? Right. You know what I was thinking? Aren't those going to turn into little, like, skeleton dragon ice breathers? Yeah, I think when it's only it's the just head, the skull, yeah. it's not useful. Oh, okay. I mean, it could, it might get resurrected, but it's like it can't really move around. Yeah, because it has no okay. body. <laughs> 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 One thing okay. I took away from this scene was that we get this close up of Kyburn walking towards Valerian the Dread, and we, it's a, it's like almost highlighting his hand of the queen pen. I had totally forgotten that he was named Hand of the Queen. I, I, yeah, that's a good point, and I didn't even notice it in this episode. I did forget that. Yeah, uh, well, what he shows Cersei. And what it, he was referencing when he tells these these lords that they're working on something to try to uh, be able to take down these dragons, he shows her this massive bow and arrow contraption that they've had all the finest blacksmiths and architects in Westeros working on. That fa- it, it fires a massive steel arrow. Yes. And he shoots. He he allows Cersei to do it. Actually, he's like, please pull this lever. She shoots the massive steel arrow into Balerion the Dread's fucking head. Dude, yeah, come on, man. That's like going to a museum and yeah. knocking over the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? That's history. You can't do that. So this thing is called a ballista. Yes. It was reminiscent to me of that uh, Joffrey... Crossbow? Yeah. It's basically, it's a, basically massive, a giant yeah. crossbow. A giant yeah. version of that. It just reminded me of that scene that he had that with. And... Uh, Song of Ice and Fire, piece of cannon. One of the Targaryens, you, you know how they, you know how they, uh, they never like could like fully conquer Dorne. Right. That's part of the thing. Like the Dornish, the Dornish were some of the only ones that could like kind they of like con- battle the Targaryens. So one of the dragons was called Maraxes, and the Dornish used a ballista like this to kill Maraxes ah. and kind of end the end the Targaryen fight against the Dornish. And then the Targaryens were like, okay, fuck it, we don't, we don't need you anyway. Right. They, was, they eventually just joined up. Yeah. This uh, is a big thing that we talked about last week. Like, how is this even going to be a fair fight? Like, what mm-hmm. if they've got these dragons? Well, this is the answer. Kyburn points out that, A, he's very aware that one of the dragons, the biggest dragon, Dragon, Drogon, mm-hmm. was injured in the fighting pits of Marine. Yeah. Um, if he's able to be injured, he's able to be killed. And those were regular spears being thrown at him yeah. there. Yeah. This thing would I'd do some serious freaking damage. Yeah. I, I like this because, well, w- one thing, you know, he's talking about, we're working on the solution. And you're like wondering, like, do they already have the dragon binder? Is it sitting down there? And then it's not. And so then that kind of like gives it away that like the dragon binder is not going to be Euron's quote unquote gift. priceless right. gift. Um, Which I'm but psyched I, about. Yeah. But I like this. I like this better because it seems like way less of like a cheat code. Right. Yeah. Than, than well, the if yeah, binder. the fact that they've never mentioned like dragon and, binder, and also yeah, we we talked about it last week how they just, yeah I, they would have yeah. just had to pull that out of thin air with like no cur- other reference to it. So this a weapon that actually like that still hard to use and hard to like you got to have a hell of a name, hell of a name, and oh, get yeah. a clear shot. Yeah, I mean you know it's gonna work because like it's yeah. like why wouldn't it, would they have it and right. it not work? I I didn't like that. It's like we've been working on something. Here's this siege weapon that already exists. That's, yeah, and yeah. like you know it's well nothing. maybe it's like the updated most right. badass right. version yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, okay. Final thoughts, Joe. Did you have any other takeaways from King's Landing? Um, I mean maybe there there still might be hope for that uh dragon 
like maybe there's some way they just shoot one in the leg or something, nurse it back to health, and now they have a dragon or something. I still want to see dragons fighting dragons one way or another. Oh, so. but they're brothers and sisters. I still am. So are Tyrion I'm, and Jamie. I'm 98% okay. sure we see dragons fighting dragons. Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about, Joe, with dragons fighting well, dragons? Well, I'm saying like maybe the, the Bastila or Ballista or whatever, whatever it is, like shoots a dragon in the leg, they like nurse it back to health and like change its allegiance magically or somehow. That oh. shit ain't gonna happen. No, no way. Nah. Well, I mean, magic horn that uh, uh, That's true. binds dragons is in the original like source material. True. True. So. Oh, so you're saying you still think they could bring in a dragon binder? Possibly. Hmm. I mean, I just, I just don't see, like to, Ross, to what Ross just said, I don't see how a dragon fighting another dragon is not a thing. In, like it's probably a main reason they cut the episodes to have the budget for dragons <laughs> fighting dragons. Well, I just feel to, like just the, um, Sam could be the one who introduces the dragon binder to us, the viewers, because be he's possible. out there getting all knowledge. I'm going to say dragon binders out, and I'm going to say that there was something pointed out by many listeners, which is something we'll touch on in our Thursday episode. So listen in for that if you want to hear more about this. But we're just going to touch on it real quick as we exit King's Landing. There is a dragon in the wall, allegedly. That when the wall is brought down, the White Walkers will potentially get control of an ice dragon. Oh, so okay. that's where they're supposed to get their dragon. I, okay. That would be fine. If you don't they think fi- that's more blind. of a fuck you than a magic horn? That I do not. Okay, I do not. I would rather them get their own new ice dragon than convert one of hers. Think about it. If there's a full dead dragon frozen in the wall, mm-hmm. why wouldn't he be able to raise it? Right. The Night's King. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, we're going to go to break real quick, and then we will be back. What if I told you there was a podcast that not only has humor but it also has a little bit of business. I would be skeptical, but I'd be all in if it were true. Sounds pretty rad. Yeah, well, it exists. It's called Dudes Doing Business, and uh, Newsflash, we're all on that podcast. We talk about the ins and outs of corporate America. We talk about our own business here at Grand X. We also talk about relevant stuff in the news and uh, finance and the law world, all that stuff. Nothing's off limits. And Joe Rogan. We all listen to Joe Rogan, too. So you might get some, some Joe Rogan takes um, as a bonus. Just search for Dudes Doing Business. Subscribe. Just give us a shot to earn your business. That's all we ask. Jared here with the Inside TFM podcast, and the only people stupider than the three of us who host it are you idiots who aren't yet subscribed to us on iTunes. Why haven't you done that already, you donkey brain buffoons? Like, don't you have time to kill at the gym, on the train, in your car, on the way to class? We have hours upon hours upon hours of mindless entertainment that really don't touch on anything in particular but you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it i don't know why but you somehow will it's proven that some people like it so let's hope that you do too subscribe on itunes so if you're listening to this you probably enjoy podcasts well guess what we've got a podcast ourselves i'm dave i'm here with will and dylan we're uh touching base guys why don't you come join us be part of uh touch nation it's a thing. It's sweeping the country and even the world. I thought we were calling them base touchers. Base touchers, touch nation, touchers, whatever you want to call yourself. We just want you to listen. I thought it was DCO nation, deal closes only. That's a whole nif- different thing. It's a subset. It's hard to explain. You have to listen to pick up on this. Subscribe, give us five stars, leave us a review. Just give us a shot during your business. That's all we ask. All right, we are back on Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Um, before we jump to the Citadel, we've got another word from... From a sponsor of ours, it's Rowdy Gentleman. Um, Rowdy Gentleman is a lifestyle brand. It's our in-house brand. Uh, we do all the design work. We source all. We source all the goods. Um, we make basically the most comfortable T-shirts, hats, trunks, 
tank tops. We've got dope sunglasses. You don't have to say we. You do a lot of this. I do do a lot Personally. of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't do any of it. You know, I spin no, it. I, I, I do I, some of it. I spin it. Joe flips it. So uh, <laughs> it, it's... It's great, like it's it's great kind of casual sports party wear, like uh, you know, for going out on the lake, if you're going to a baseball game. I mean, it's just it's great casual clothing, built for the good times. It's built for the good times. That's our motto over there: is two good times. Yeah, and even if you're not having good times, it'll remind you of the good times you wish you were having. That's so that's kind absolutely of, true. Kind of right, all works out. <laughs> right now on RowdyGentleman.com, it's free week. So check out RowdyGentleman.com any given day this week or every day if you want. It's called and Free Week? It's Yeah, it's Free Week. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like Ski Week, but instead of skiing, you get you get free stuff. Well, fuck. Yeah. I much enjoy that. I <laughs> much uh, prefer that. Check it out. Uh, you, we'll be giving stuff away with, with your order every day this week. I think today's promo is a, uh, it's a beer sleeve. It's a natural light beer sleeve. If you like Natty Light, which I know you do because who doesn't, um, you, you go over there, buy a t-shirt or something, you get a free natural light koozie today. Proud of you, uh, every day will be just something different, and that promo code that we talked about earlier, Dragon, Dragon. will also get you an additional 10% off at RowdyGentleman.com. RowdyGentleman.com. That's it. All right. What's happening at the Citadel? Let's go to the Citadel. <laughs> shall, shall we? I love it. This was, uh, this was again, the, the Citadel gives us the grossest scene of the freaking episode. Yeah, it sure was, does. It was, uh, Good lord. That was something. So we get in there with Archmaester Marwyn and Sam looking at Sir Jorah who, good God. First of all, I don't want to know how long the makeup takes to get that, to get him looking like that. Oh. But so his whole, we see him shirtless with his whole shoulder, his whole chest, his whole right arm, I'm sorry, left arm, is completely overtaken by mm-hmm. Grayskill at this point. Marwyn informs Jorah that he's basically going to die. Uh, that that It's spread too far. They can't treat it. Sam tries to counter that with, what about Shireen Baratheon? She was cured. Like, Sam doesn't want to tell Marwyn, hey, I've been jacking books from the restricted area <laughs> yeah. and reading them. So he's trying to, like, dance around that. But Marwyn basically calls Sam an idiot and says, like, does this look like a baby to you? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was discovered that Shireen had it when she was a baby. Uh, Marwyn also diagnoses Jor, says it could be years before it kills you, could be 10, could be 20 years. And Jor asks, well, but how long until... And Marwin says, your mind, six months, maybe fewer. So what part of what Grayscale does is drive you insane and turn you into the crazed stone man that we've seen in seasons past where you're jumping off a cliffs onto people's <laughs> boats and growling and attacking them or whatever. Trying to hell. touch them. You're trying to touch them. You just want to touch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give I, I give everybody know. Grayscale. Thoughts on this whole, the, I guess, the first part of when we're in the Shitadel. So not the second part yet. Thoughts on the first part, which is just when, basically, the information we get is that Jorah's screwed, unless somebody does something. Sam finds out that Jorah is Jorah Mormont, which is very important. Sam has allegiances to the Mormont family. He's a big fan of the Mormonts due to his time with Mormont at the Wall. Um, but all in all, this was just a setup for the later scene in, in the Citadel. Yeah, why are you wanting us to separate this? I don't know. I don't know. I just I felt like, like literally am unable to separate. Okay, like well, I, we, it we just, all it know felt what like, happened. It felt like they were just reminding everybody what Grayscale was. Yeah, basically. that's true. Okay, well then a little later in the episode, uh, Sam, I mean, I thought, I thought he was gonna like be like, "Hey, you got to crunch on this dragon glass." Yeah, it was weird because that's what we. That's what we. That's that was the big deal. 
last week is that yeah. everybody was talking about how that book said right. that dragon glass is like a cure-all. And then we just, that didn't happen at didn't, all. Didn't even play into it. Yeah. Like, it, it was weird because Sam's telling Marwin again, like, hey, look, I found this thing in this book about this guy, this procedure that they used to try to work grayscale. The guy in Marwin's response is like, no, again, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened to the guy who invented that procedure? He got grayscale and he fucking died. Yeah. So, no, that's forbidden. You can't do that. Well, that's what Sam ends up trying to do anyway. Yeah. See, I thought that maybe he was like trying to like go with, uh, with a cure that he found in a book that he did have, uh, that he was allowed access to, and he couldn't just be straight up be like, yeah, okay, oh well, that dragon glass cures everything. So how about that? I think the assumption here is that Sam doesn't have any dragon glass, and that there isn't any at the Citadel. Maybe so, maybe so. So he has to go with this, and other that there's method. no time to go get some dragon glass, right? Because you have to <sighs> to get the dragon glass, you have to mine it, and then you make the dragon glass <laughs> weapons. Drill, drill for it, right? <laughs> we have, we have to mine for dragon glass. <laughs> That's my Jon Snow. It's good. It's good. Somebody requested that we do more impressions. So I, 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 I just asked you to do more little figures. So, well, Joe, I'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> I don't think he comes up anymore in this episode. Uh, we could start doing the Minnesota accents again. If oh yeah, we sure those. could. Oh sure, hon. Uh, okay, I have I have a question. What what do we? I, y'all know I rides for Jorah. That's my man. I do. I, you, I know you've that. You mentioned this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm happy that we're working on saving Jorah. But why? What? What is he like? I don't know. What's I he wondered in the that too. Yeah. L- l- why? We're, we're, we're acting like he's suddenly a bigger character, I guess. Right. If I mean, we're saving him, surely he's got some other purpose later, somewhere down the right. line. Right. I was thinking he's the gotta, same thing. He's got to redeem himself. Or, the, or and what, maybe what's what's he gonna do? I think Joe's right though. He's got to do something with Daenerys. Like she's never gonna love him. He's Sir Friendzone for life. Uh-huh. But like it's got to be like he saves sacrifices himself for Daenerys or something like I don't know where else his story could end Uh, they could have just killed him off and like I mean he's a Mormont so he could go go help the north somehow I guess but he's like he even mentions though he's like they disowned me long ago right right why did they why did that happen he like he did some illegal shit he sold uh some like like the shady slaves yeah he sold like Mm -hmm. some like poachers or smugglers or something into slavery and got disowned and banished yeah his whole story arc revolves around danny at this point Um, danny's the one who can like unbanish him basically like yeah redeem him like that was you know it's weird that he's in love with her that's a potential outcome that you just mentioned. That what? maybe Jorah survives all this and Danny restores his, you know, lordship right. as the head of the Mormont family. I don't know how. Yeah, little, Liana's little Mormont, not going to take that really I don't well. think she's going to be oh, down no with that. Oh, no way. <laughs> but maybe she'll be like, yeah, you're older. Maybe he is saved and ends up being the king with Danny. I don't think maybe so. not like, yeah. happily ever after in love. I mean, that's because I mean always. she doesn't have a lot of like options for marriage at this point. Mm-hmm. What are you talking she, about? She, she has tons of options. I feel like. of like nobles. Who? Yeah, I don't who? know. There's just there's lots of dudes. Tons of swinging dicks rolling around. So no, no noble men who are marriage material. There aren't t- that many. Tyrion's got a shot. You think he has a shot? No. But no. no. Uh, one, one thing we can't leave out here is that when Sam goes into Jorah's room to tr- to do this little operation on him, which we can talk a little bit more about because it's so disgusting, Jorah is writing a letter to Khaleesi. It says Khaleesi, comma, and it, that's a suicide note, right? Got to be. He kept like looking, yeah, because <laughs> the, <laughs> the <voice>. Khaleesi. <laughs> 
they left. It's not even her name. Marwin left that sword in the corner. Right. And basically said, look, if you weren't a knight, you'd be gone right now. I'm going to give you one more day. Like, basically, like, <laughs> winked at the corner of the yeah, room. Yeah, like, yeah, see yeah. the sword? Kill yourself. <laughs> and this, it, I took that as he was writing a suicide note to yeah, explain to him, he, like, yeah, look, definitely. I tried. Now I'm going to go ahead and I think so. to do the old, uh, what's that called when a samurai stabs Seppuku. Thank Har- you. I thought it was what? Harikari. It's both. But also that. Yeah. What? Okay. No, why, no. why do you guys know the, that? It's a thing. It's like a thing, it's yeah. A, I've read books. It is known. Books. We keep talking about books in here. So Damn. let's talk about the surgical procedure <laughs> Sam tries to pull off. Uh, Who knew? It this, was that easy. This was... How, what is the... So let's say he does get all of the infected tissue off of him, which is a lot. And oh my God, I hope we don't have to watch anymore. That's going to be a long night. That procedure is going to take Dude, like two days. First of all, how does he not pass out? From the pain. You should have, like, knocked him out or something. Could he have not gotten, like, an anesthetic? Yeah. Knocked this dude out? Here, drink rum. Yeah, here's some rum. Oh, wait, let me take a pull real quick first, by the way. (laughs) Because I'm going to do this procedure on you that requires a very (laughs) steady hand. Hold on while I get some rum in my system. I feel like if anywhere was going to have some kind of anesthetic, it would be the Citadel. They've got to have something. The Citadel something. would for sure have for something. For sure. Well, right? what, what about the fact that... How about some milk of the, the poppy, bro? What about the fact that the cure for grayscale is peel off the scab and put some Game of Thrones <laughs> Neosporin on it and you're yeah. good? <laughs> Which is what he explains it as. Yeah. The, the look on Jorah's face as he's explaining that to him is just like, you got to be fucking kidding. Peel it off, put some ointment. Like Ointment? <laughs> okay, so that's my question, though. If he gets it all off and he puts this ointment on, is that it? I don't understand that why kid. he didn't. Well, even what the guy said, like you should have cut your arm off. Like I feel like he didn't even need to cut his whole arm. He could have just like dug a deep, <laughs> like you I know, don't know. You know, there's veins in there, right? Oh right, right. Yeah, you die from you'd, that. You'd, uh, that's why people slit their yeah, wrists. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you bleed I take out it back. Lot. You bleed out hard. <laughs> To, to just take out the flesh. I don't know. I don't know how long Jorah's been at the Citadel, but this procedure would have been a lot easier like four months ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah, he should have stuck his arm out way back in the day. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the Citadel? No. The transition from Sam c- doing this surgery Ugh. and going into a poke for some, some, some uh-huh. for some pus Ugh. to Arya in the pies. At wherever the hell she is, does anybody know where she is? That same little and at the crossroads. Uh, bar that okay, yeah. and at the crossroads. Well, she's reunited with her soulmate, Hot I, Pie. I told you guys I didn't think we'd ever see Hot Pie again, and I am. It's really I'm a big funny. enough man to admit that I'm wrong already twice <laughs> in two episodes. <laughs> yeah, actually, we did get, we've gotten so much Sam this season. For Hot. a season, we thought we were getting no Sam. That I said we wouldn't see Sam. <laughs> Hot Pie looks about the same. He's no. a little taller. Did, did he, he looks he's a little humongous. Fatter. Okay, that's what I thought too. He looks hot pie's been eating some hot pies. <laughs> he's yeah. Yeah, there's a reason when we're looking at him for the first couple minutes there, he's not standing up. And I think it's because they don't want to show like that this is a gigantic human being. He's huge. Who's grown he's so much. like gotta be he looks like sixteen now and just like lineman. He yeah, he I mean, I think he might have a thyroid issue. He's l- lar- <laughs> he's a large boy. <laughs> well Arya Arya's kind of in a bitchy mood she i guess she's just kind. she's for seeing somebody that she loves as much as hot pie uh, as her soulmate you think she would have been a little nice hot pie is not no, her soulmate. gendry is her soulmate yeah oh okay i must That's have been confused i'm oh, come on i'm just joking around <laughs> but Arya gets <laughs> a lot of good information kidding. here which is that the boltons are all dead and john snow is now king of the north he even references that john snow uh 
came down from Castle Black with a wildling army and won. He refers to it as the Battle, battle of the, the Bastards. Which is they have like internet in Westeros. I know. I know you mentioned the suspension of disbelief thing earlier, but it's it's literally like there's like. Westeros CNN that's just right. like blasting <laughs> all this out there. Or like a newsletter is that sent out to by Raven. It was the Battle of the Bastards. It was season season 6 episode <laughs> 9. Yeah. You don't remember that? He defeated Ramsay in the Battle of the Bastards he sure did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's still just cooking pies. Well, I guess it's what he's going to do for the rest of his he's life. He's the best pie he's the best pie maker in all of the seven kingdoms mm. and all the realms. Love that hot pie pie. How many more times are we going to see him before the show ends? Well, he's going to die. Because she tells him not to die, and he says, I'm a survivor like Yuri, who is dead. Uh, I thought he said, I'm a survivor like you. Yeah, that's uh, th- what I thought, too. That's what I thought, too. And then I read somewhere that he says, Yuri, he says I'm a survivor like Yuri. Oh, is that why Arya? Because Arya knows Yuri's dead. Yeah. So that's why she's kind of like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bye then. All right, yeah. Well, he also throws her one little, uh, little can't believe you were a boy. You're pretty, to, to Arya, which just... Further confirms the fact that they're soulmates. <laughs> True. So what the big I do not like her rocking the the like man the, the haircut. Uh, yeah, it's the Ned it's Stark? just weird. We get it, you're a tomboy. Like I don't know. I'm not into it. Well, this gets into the most important part of the episode to me, which is that as a result of this conversation with Hot Pie, Arya exits this uh tavern and has to decide to either go the direction that we see this uh like you know, cart being pulled, which is towards King's Landing, or go towards Winterfell. And right. she turns and heads towards Winterfell, which on the way she stops to make a fire at some point. And this is where we get a huge return of a huge, I guess you can call her a character. Sure. Uh, Arya is suddenly surrounded by wolves, normal sized wolves, m- I might add. Then out of nowhere, boom, here comes Nymeria. And she is. The Enormous. biggest one we've seen yes. by far. Yeah. I mean, she's like five regular sized wolves mm-hmm. put together. Yeah. It it's was like a horse. An, an inc- yeah, pretty much. Like, how much bigger can this. She's. You know what? Nymeria in this scene is about the size of the first dire wolf we ever see. The yeah. dead one. Oh, yeah. So maybe this is around full grown. Mm-hmm. Question Is she running a gang of wolves? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it seems Okay, like. so those aren't like her offspring or. No. no. So she's just like, I guess dire wolves can roll through the forest and be like recruiting other yeah. regular wolves to come well, join their pack. She's, yeah, wolf what, pack. What yeah. smaller wolf is going to say no? <laughs> well, considering she that Nymeria looks like she could eat a regular sized wolf in one bite, yeah. I don't think any of them <laughs> would say no. Uh, but Arya pleads with Nymeria, look, girl, I'm going north. I'm going home. Uh, come with me. And Nymeria turns and walks away. Now, this was the most confusing part of the episode for me because Nymeria does not come with her. Right. right. And Arya's response to that that's is not first you. being upset and then saying, that's not you. And now, without the help of the internet, I was like, what? Yeah. Well, they, they did it in the behind the episode. Behind the episode, but like, yeah. I didn't get I hate, it on my own. I hate that. I hate like having to like read the internet like... Because it's like at first, at first, it's like, is that a different direwolf? So that's that's that, what I thought. That's what, that's I, what thought. I thought yeah. too. She I goes, thought, "Oh wait, that, then that wasn't Nymeria." She goes, "That's not you." And I was like, "Oh, so what they're telling us is that direwolves are spawning, right? And there's winters here, more and, and more direwolves are here, and like the north is back, baby." Right. And <laughs> that's what I thought too. Direwolves are populating, okay. and, well, and this, that's huge. This would but be that's my, not what it meant. My first problem with this episode comes right there. 
I don't like if if you have to explain it in the after the episode or I have to go online to get the full explanation, then you didn't execute the su- the scene well enough. Now yeah. I, I get Agreed. that it's complicated. I understand that it's difficult. Just saying, I feel like they could have made it a little more clear for us because I was like, wait, what? So that's not so. What was a callback to yeah. a, to an episode in season in season, season one. one? So that's what we get. So that's and tough. Weiss and Benioff have gone well out of their way doing interviews, doing the behind the episode thing. To explain this, it's a direct reference to season one when Arya tells her father, uh, that's not me, basically. That she's not going to be the girl who dresses up to be a little princess right. and becomes a lady and all that. And Arya is basically saying, that's not you to Nymeria. You're not a domesticated wolf. Mm-hmm. I understand that you're out in the wild now. And like I am, I basically. can't expect yeah. you to just come with me to. So the two takeaways, I, re- I really like the idea of that. Like, right. Like what that exchange was supposed to mm-hmm. mean. Yeah. I like the, I like the concept. I just yeah. didn't get it out. I just yeah. didn't get yeah. it. No, after reading all this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's really tight. Right. right. But the fact that I had to read is like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. So, so my, my takeaway is that Arya will now head back south. Yes. So now that she does not have Nymeria. My, my t- first question is that one. Will I, this get her to change and head back to King's Landing? Yes, I think so. I think she's that, like, oh, Nymeria is not going. Neither am I. Yeah, I think she sees herself in the wolf and like. I l- mean, for sure. And she, yeah, she she reali- like Nymeria is not going to come back because Ny- Nymeria has got her own life now, and she's like, I have my own life now. I don't need f- to go freed home from fr- from this domesticated like family type thing. And I think Arya sees that in her and is like. I'm on my own path now too. Like I set out to do something. It's what I'm going to stick with. It's what I'm going to mm-hmm. stick to. Hopefully she hasn't gone too far. Yeah. Hopefully well, it's that, pretty cold already. Hopefully that stop for, uh, well, first of all, when she started breathing all heavy like that and oh, the, the fire yeah. was going, I was like, uh, uh, oh, yeah. I didn't same. think we were this. It, then yeah. a few seconds later, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting the nightmare. Yeah. That's reunion. Sa- I had the same thing. I was but like, at oh, first shit, I was down? like, Fuck this! Whenever, whenever somebody sees this cold like that, it right. does not end well for them. Yeah. Uh, right. So my other question is: Will Nymeria and that pack of wolves perhaps sort of travel in the distance? Uh, will they play a? B- I don't think they would present Nymeria again and a big pack of wolves if and not have it play gonna, any role. Yeah, I think they will because I don't know. You don't think so? So I think I think the point was more to draw the parallel between Arya and Nymeria. I don't know. I think they're coming back. I want more I, of them. Is basically what I'm saying. I don't think she's. I don't feel like she's turning around again. You, you think don't she's th- still you think gonna she's go going to go north? I think she. I think she's gonna like. She's respecting, um, like Nymeria's like doing doing her pack her thing. Independence. But like, she's going to her, her pack. If you want to take like the wolf metaphor mm. about it, and like the whole thing she's running from isn't like necessarily like being a part of her family. It's more being this like goody goody princess girl so it's like i could see her maybe still going north but like being like soldier assassin right like, with her family but not um turning around because it's just it, Wh- what's she gonna do there i don't know i mean reunite with bran and sansa i don't know what's she gonna do what's she gonna do south like Go is, she gonna kill, is she gonna Try kill, to kill cersei, cersei? Like, yeah, this is gonna be the biggest thing we get out of next episode or whenever we see Arya again yeah. is what decision did she make 
just to get the, the Benioff quote, which is shorter than Weiss's, uh, he, he says, this scene harkens back to season one, which first is just an insane way to start a quote. Like, that, you <laughs> remember that hour? thing like yeah. eight years ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when she finally finds Nymeria again, or Nymeria finds her, and she, of course, wants her to come back home with her and be lo- her loyal companion again, but Nymeria has found her own life, which is exactly what we just talked about. But I just wanted people to know, Benioff and Weiss are actually going out there, like throwing out quotes to have to explain this thing. Not cool. Um, which brings us to the, the naval, naval battle. battle. Which is this the naval battle? Is yeah. this the one that we knew we were going to get this yes. season? Yeah. Well, much sooner than I thought we would get it. I'm glad. I had so of. many questions about what goes down here, but let's touch on some of the hot stuff first. <laughs> Yara and Ilaria flirting below deck and drinking. <laughs> below deck. And then, uh, and then they go full blown les with each other, and Yara's legs get spread. And that was so cheesy. The ball. joke about a foreign invasion being underway. So cheesy. Oh, I thought it was hot. Well, then they started. <laughs> I did not think that was a hot line. Yeah, I did. Ew! It's I like laughed out loud. I think it's cheesy. Well, they had the sand snakes dropping some stupid shit. Oh, they were just an, as annoying as always. Mama. It's like, hey, remember us? We suck. Like, Mama. 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 <laughs> that I, I feel that they, they just like put some shitty sand snakes dialogue in perp on in there on purpose for what was about to so happen. that you wouldn't feel as bad. It's yeah, like remember, so remember you hate them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they suck. Yeah, yeah. So right as uh, Yara and Alaria start to make out, cannon fire rocks the ship, and Euron rolls in, and this I wouldn't, I don't even think you can call this a battle. This is an ass kick. It was an yeah. ambush. This is a straight yeah, an up, ambush. which a lot of ships like, pretty sneaky for like Dude, so many. How ships. did no one see them coming? Yeah, I wondered that. They came in the dark. Bad, well, Yara is bad the, writing. Yara, all in all, dumbass of the week because she was totally unprepared for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you think they would know that this is a? And they got the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. You'd think that they would know that you're on. Was gonna come. He's after. out there somewhere. He's out there somewhere. They yeah. know yeah. that. They Notably know. absent from like the discussion earlier with the giant uh, table in Dragonstone is like, oh yeah, there's like three thousand ships or something. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I mean, wonder where they are. Yeah, one thousand ships. Excuse y- me. Y- yeah, you're you're, you're excused. You're excused. <laughs> but it, th- this whole situation, I mean, you're on power move of the week. Definitely, the way he rolls into. This bat. Land. First of all, he just rams their ship. Uh-huh. Clearly, has no regard for, you know, he's not even worried about his ship. It's that strong, that well built of a ship. It just rams a hole in the side of Yara's ship, and then drops like this gangplank type of deal with a freaking what's the squid called that they have? Kraken. Kraken. A kraken on it just doosh lands on a guy, squishes him. And just from the get-go, comes out screaming and slaughtering people. I How do they know which it. one? You hated it. Mm-hmm. Yara's on. You mean you mean you? Hated How did he know which ship? Game yeah. of Thrones: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, this was a scene straight out of uh, one Pirates of those of movies, Caribbean. Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean. Um, I think I think, I think what you were saying last week like might have tainted my opinion on this about a how little it's too just, piratey. It's just like not Game of Thrones. Okay, I, I, I've I've been trying to think about this more and more because like. Was it a cool battle scene? Sure. Was it well done? Yes. Did it have like lots of cool effects? Absolutely. I've I've actually really enjoyed m- most of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like especially the first <laughs> one. Um, he, he and I. So I think what it comes down to is that we're this deep into it, 
and not once have we ever like known Westeros or the Seven Kingdoms or the realm at large to contain like Blackbeard style pirates. Right. Like the Iron Islands have always been like pirate esque. But yeah. But even when we've seen them in in prior seasons, they're more like a like utilitarian, like almost like almost like a Spartan army. It's like undertones but, of pirate. But yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. Well, and now we're like full on like gold button ah, leather jackets, a, mon- yeah. a maniacal bearded yeah. villain, yeah, and who's you know cackling up a storm and wielding a fucking black and gold battle axe, and like it just it feels it feels hokey. Well, they chose very clearly. If you go back and look at pictures of Euron from the past season, his the vibe of the Iron Islands is captured perfectly by him, even when he's wearing their shit crown that he had that yeah. they put on him after he gets baptized. They chose very clearly to go away from that and go full pirate. Wing. Yes, they did. Put, right. him, put him in eyeliner, like sh- yeah. shave yes. his head. I, I mean, do not know why they had to do that. Barrett, you're I just going to have to let it go because no. that's the character now. Yeah, well, I'm going to criticize it. All right, fair enough. Criticizing the decision. I personally, you said you that you thought the scene was very well done, and I, I, I didn't think the battle was very well done. I, I didn't. It was very, yeah. Choppy, chaotic. I couldn't tell who was fighting who. It all seemed to happen so fast. Like, I mean, I think you just described exactly what they were going for, though. That right. might be. Well, yeah. This was like a chaotic ambush but where nobody like, knew what to do. Sure, maybe. And they that so I. I think you just gave him credit for capturing it. Maybe, maybe well, I am. Yeah, it's the Transformers like style of action filming where it's just like ev- nothing like looks real and everything's just moving so fast. It's like cutscene, like, cutscene, cutscene, right, cutscene, right. cutscene. Like yeah, I was just I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, well, the Sand Snakes, two of them get taken out by Euron, so he's clearly a a. The difference between him and Ramsey to me, Ramsey was more evil. Euron is more unstable and maybe a little a little mentally insane yeah yeah like he's that's why i like the cackling and the crazy screaming and the ridiculous wild eyes that he has and all that shit like his i think he's more of a crazy person like he's unhinged totally unpredictable i mean in theory he's a more dangerous ally for cersei to have because who knows what this guy's gonna do Mm -hmm. at the end of the day he's psycho but he kills the two sand snakes. Then he gets into this battle, like this little fight with Yara, where he says, "Give your uncle a kiss." Ugh. I liked that line. Uh, ew, ew! I thought it was funny. He didn't mean it, like sexually. I just, I just licked He's the like, mic let's, by let's, accident. let's sword, let's sword <laughs> fight. Uh, but another huge, very, very well done, well acted scene here is when, so he he defeats Yara in hand-to-hand combat and then he's got her by the neck with like an axe up to her throat or something and and Theon has the opportunity to make an attempt at saving her instead he reeks out yeah it goes full mm-hmm. reek he goes full reek he's like basically has a panic attack mm-hmm. yeah and jumps overboard which he jumped exactly like how Lady Gaga jumped from the <laughs> the ceiling of of NRG Stadium in Houston for the Super Bowl. When when I watched that, I wondered how many times he had to take jumping off the ship <laughs> to get it just right because and it was dry so off because it was like, so like spazzy. It was so perfect. Like it was like <laughs> it captured like, Reek as a character yes, in one yes. jump. I don't. I didn't. I didn't like the jump. I liked his like internal 
like twitching and mm-hmm. like struggle watching going him, on. Watching him start. I, I, I did like laugh out loud and like say that was stupid when the I jump. saw him jump. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, but, wasn't for me. But that is kind of how his character reek. Right. The reek side of him is really, and he has to escape. Kind like, of a spaz. Right. Yeah, it's just what is his plan there? Like he's gonna jump overboard and then just catch some driftwood. And yeah, yeah. yeah you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, they're 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 like they're stationed in a port or somewhere or whatever. Right. I don't know if they. It was unclear How to me out. whether they had already got, gotten down to Dorne oh, or whether they I were like they about, had left. or they, or if they were about yeah, to go to Dorne. I think they had just left. Was what I what I kind of got are. out of it because they're having all these conversations about, you know, uh, Alaria tells Yara like. When we get to Dorn, okay. I'm gonna give you the finest wine. Oh, right, wine, right, right. That. That's right. That's so they're right. kind of just having these initial conversations, like the journey has if just. If they begun. were, if they were two days into the journey, that foreign invasion would have already been. Oh yeah, they would have been. Right? They would have been done. Uh, somebody, I, I read somewhere, uh, Gendry is gonna find Theon. Just rowing, rowing oh. around. <laughs> Still it's rowing. So like Jack, uh, types, I don't know. It reminded me of that, like him, like on the. Jack, come back. Oh, Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what? Uh, what? I was like ninety nine percent sure that uh, when Theon goes full reek, that um, Euron was just gonna kill Yara. Right. But he did not. But he didn't. Just jerks her well, off screen. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why that's like a valuable prisoner. Why? For him w- to yeah. Have. It's not. It's if anything, it's like the only like thing are, are that could argue his like claim to the iron islands yeah, Exa- yeah exactly so it feels very it feels very non george R. R. martin to have left her alive there because it was, right. what's yeah. what's your point now because most yeah. of his villains are i mean just way smarter and more diabolical i than mean that. unless you like well what he she's said. a thre- she's a threat to his that, to his seat of power right like, unless and, he wants to her. torture her that's i mean that's, that's what probably he said that he's gonna, make gonna be Ramsey so look evil. so yeah, well, and that's that's what like going back to what we were talking about earlier about Euron that I just like the maniacal thing like I'm gonna live with it or whatever. But it feels like they've in these last few seasons they've had to like completely like continue one upping their right hate, the guy you hate. So it's like well Ramsey's done now we got to get this like off his rocker crazy dude who like that's not like interesting just to make like an evil person and a more evil person and a more evil person I'm gonna like ramsey was already borderline like unbelievably evil as a human right. like it was almost like one of the best villains ever yeah he, right. he was i'm gonna give him a couple more episodes before i fully judge this situation that's yeah that's Be- fair but because so far i think I'm 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 with I'm with you guys that I'm I'm a little questionable about it but I'm not quite as like pissed off as you are Barrett with like the pirate stuff. I mean an, an, another part of it is that like one of the reasons that Joffrey and Ramsay were so good is because they were nuanced characters because they were like believable as these just like creepy small men wielding right. like this this kind of deranged yeah. power that they had and that they were that they were almost quiet about like how sadistic and brutal they were. Yeah. Right. And, and so then they would just Ur- come out with it. Yeah. And so Euron is more of like, he's, he's a classic kind of movie style, big bad. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? The laugh. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah. he the maniacal is laughter is a little much extrovertedly, you know, evil Bad guy. Like, for what, the sake of being evil. Like, he's where not, where does this evil like even come from? Yeah. Like yeah. you can kind of, it's like, it, there's like, you know, obviously terrible, but Joffrey and uh, Ramsey are both like, there's like a human core to that evil where right. it's like, yeah. okay, I can get where how you became this but fucked up. to their credit, with Joffrey and Ramsay both, we had more time 
and more episodes to, to live, unfold yeah. that evil. Into totally. True. Yeah. So maybe we're just not there yet with Euron, or maybe they just don't have the time to go fully flush out that character, which sucks if that's the case. But yeah, I, it's like with 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 Ramsey with with Joffrey, we understood how they became these evil characters that they were. With Euron, it's just that he's mentally insane. Pretty yeah. much. That's so so far it's that's like what we've been given. He's just off his fucking pirate. Rocket. And the Disneyfication of his yeah. ships yeah. and look and all of that does not help. I for think me. I, I think yeah. I'm with you on this one, Barrett. I just mm. So the question that's answered is we know what the present is he's gonna give Cersei now. Yeah. Uh there's no more questions about at least for the time being dragon binders or what whether it's gonna be Tyrion or whatever. This this answered that right. that it's huge Alaria. hole. Immediately, it's it's Ilaria and one of her daughters, which I'm not sure why they need her too, but they kept her alive. Uh, and he has Yara. I don't know what Yara's, how she's going to play a part in any of this, but he's got his present. So we don't have to talk about that anymore. Yeah. All right, Barrett, I want to start with you just because I feel like you're the most critical of this season so far. Mm-hmm. Score it one to ten, episode two. Uh, I'm going to give this episode a five. So lower. Lower than than last week. This is probably one of my least favorite episodes ever of Game of Thrones. Ooh. Now I'm not like I'm not I'm not hitting the panic button just yet because this is obviously like you know an abbreviated season and they and they don't like we've already talked about last week like they don't have the backbone of the book right. to kind of te- tether to and like make sure that, that they're on their own that they that yeah. they kind of follow like this already. M- masterful piece of art uh so i'm not i'm not hitting the panic button yet but i did not i did not love this episode i thought there were i i don't think that the dialogue was very good uh a lot of it felt forced or i I don't know just dragon glass or or hokey um and i'm really I, i would love to pick db and uh David's ear about why they chose to completely revamp Euron's look. Okay. Joe, what about you? One to ten. Do you agree with Barrett? Do you disagree? Where are you at? I'm with Barrett. I'll probably give it slightly better uh, as a six um, will be where I'm at. I'm totally on board with you with uh, Euron. That character is just I'm I'm no panic button giving him a chance, but it's really not working for me. It's just zero to evil sadistic mastermind kind of guy from the beginning uh you know one thing to one thing to note is this director he's done he's done like a lot of bad episodes he did uh, really yeah you should you should you guys should look up what he's done i believe he did like the original sand snakes episode the aria waif chase where she's like suddenly the waif is terminator (laughs) um Like, okay, well, that's not good news. Because and he's doing the next one as well. He's doing next week's episode, which is titled The Queen's Justice. Uh, uh-huh. His name is Mark Mylod. Yeah. And he is directing that one as well. Like and on the on on the subreddits I browse and stuff, like he's just like widely panned. Okay. It's like. That's uh, not good. Maisie Williams actually chimed in to like that chase scene and was like, I don't think Arya could do this if she just got stabbed. And they had to like, she chimed in and was like, this is a little too much. Um, but yeah, uh, still feels like that naval battle was good, but it still feels like setup. But 
something that got pointed out to me is there's like you know 14 hours left that's more than like all of lord of the rings extended editions put together okay. so true, true. there's still a lot of time to like that's really true. get some big battles that's and a good epic, way of looking at it epic shit together so it still feels a little steady set upping but not so six you said what's that a six a so six you, yeah okay. six veronica where are you at i I was going to say a four, but I'm saying like four, like that's a four in Game of Thrones is still better than like an eight in most TV. Yeah. You're judging this against the world of Game Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yes. Yes. Against Game of Thrones. I'm going to say like a four. I really, I, I'm really with Barry. A lot of the dialogue was just fucking stupid to me. I hated that foreign invasion line. I thought it was the dumbest thing I thought that was the dumbest line. I hated the prince or princess that was promised. That mm-hmm. whole scene to me felt like kind of like campy or just like, I don't know. All the dialogue in that scene was just bad to me. Uh, I didn't feel like the, I don't love battle scenes usually right, in general. Yeah. So it's not your thing. Um, the fact that, that there was a big battle scene in this, like I was kind of bored during that and I hated the way it ended. I hated Reek jumping like becoming reek again and yeah, like it sucked. jumping off. I just didn't made so much progress. And mm-hmm. and for that to be the final uh scene felt like underwhelming also. Like now we're just done. Especially because you're just not floating a battle, in the water. You're not a battle scene yeah, person too. Yeah. yeah. So no, I really didn't I didn't love this episode. I'm gonna say a six and I will say this. When this episode ended it was one of my least favorite my my Initial reaction, one of my least favorite Game of Thrones episodes I've ever watched. I was really bummed. Like I was just kind of like, damn, that just wasn't that good right. yeah. for a Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. As I've sat back and thought about it more and had some conversations with people today about it, I don't feel as bad about it as I did initially. And after I've done a rewatch and all that, I don't feel as bad. Like I get that it's keeping the pieces moving. Like, And like I said, I'm, I'm just still, I'm, I'm in a holding pattern. I'm giving him a chance, giving him some more time. I don't want to judge too quickly, but this one, not not one of my favorites, obviously. So a six, I'll say a six. So we're averaging at like five-ish. Yeah, I. Uh, you know what? I also keep an anticipating one of these episodes is like I. I thought we were gonna get like some seventy, eighty-minute episodes. How long and was this? An hour four. I think the finale is it was sh- it was shorter than minutes. the first episode. Yeah, the finale is gonna be super long. Finale's 81 minutes. I think the one right before that's like 70-something minutes. Okay, okay. so they're going to... But I think we're going to be coasting around around yeah. here for the immediate time being. Well, like we said, next week's episode's titled The Queen's Justice. It's written by uh, Benioff and Weiss, directed by Mark Mylod. The, the, the title of the episode itself, I have to assume, is referring to Cersei and it being her justice, which does not bode well for Ilaria in particular, but for Yara either. Um... Oh, you know what? I was going to mention something else about the title of this, Stormborn. Yeah. I think it obviously starts with a storm on Dragonstone, which are the same circumstances that Daenerys was born. And then I think we got like, they usually have like a double or triple meaning with these. Mm -hmm. And so I think that uh, it can also refer to like the chaos that Danny now finds herself in. Mm -hmm. Whereas like this was looking like a a really easy, smooth takeover. Now it's chaotic. Now it's a storm. So her leadership and her like fight to take the throne is 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 also kind of now like she's being stormborn into 
battle sure. as well. Yeah. All her plans are fucked right yes. now. Right. Uh, so we have no idea where it's going from here, which made it feel a little silly that we spent as much time as we did talking about those plans when they got ruined within 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think th- I think that initial scene, though, was more about, like, I know, yeah, look I know. at all the girls doing shit. Like, yeah. I feel like that was the point more than that plan, actually. And to show that Tyrion was, like, really on their side. Like, we're going to fuck Casterly Rock up. So we're not going to include the description or anything mm-hmm. for next week's episode. Because I don't want to upset Barrett, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. <laughs> so go look up the description for the Queen's Justice if you want. Uh, too many people do not want, so I will no longer force that upon anyone. Remember our hotline call. Our hotline number is eight six six four three clams. On Thursday's show, it will be all about taking the best calls that come in. Be succinct, as Barrett likes to put it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask a question or give a take. If you if you want a good idea of how a hotline call should go. Listen to last Thursday's episode. We had some really good ones that I think set a good precedent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. It is always a pleasure to have you on. Do you have some social media channels where people can follow you? I dabble. Uh, Yeah, you can find me at JPNullet. That's J-P-N-U-L-L-E-T on Instagram or Joe Nullet on Twitter. Thank you. Also, check out RowdyGentleman.com and ManOutfitters.com. Uh, my social media is WR Bolin everywhere on every channel. Veronica. It's uh, Veronica Ruck on Twitter and Instagram. VM Ruck on Snapchat. What's the M stand for? Marie. I like, just like every millennial. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and Barrett. <laughs> at Barrett Dudley. At Barrett Dudley everywhere. You can follow us on Instagram at Oysters, Clams, Cockles. And follow us on Twitter at Clams and Cockles. I know it's confusing that they're different. Twitter has different restriction on character numbers. Just just bear with us here, all right? <laughs> uh, check out our other podcast. Backdoor Cover is one that I host with uh, Dylan Shiverer. It comes out every Wednesday. Our business podcast, Dudes Doing Business, that, Joe, you're actually one of the co-hosts of that as well. That's right. So if you like Joe, and I hope you do, check <laughs> out sure Dudes do. Doing Business. Most people do. We, we love him. Uh, Touching Base with PostgradProblems.com is another one of our podcasts and the Inside TFM podcast for college news and stupid jokes for immature people. Because we are mature here. Very mature. Very. Yeah. Again, check out manoutbitters.com and rowdygentleman.com. Use those promo codes Dragon, to save 10% off your whole order. Thank you guys for listening. As always, very important does that you get on iTunes and leave us a review. We've been crushing it on the charts. Very proud. Very proud of our listeners. Love you guys. Uh, and love you we long will time. Love you long time. And we see you Thursday. Let's end with a racist accent for me. <laughs> that seems like the best way to go. How much for you all the time? Just walk the bank. Just walk the bank.